Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And welcome back. Welcome back to the Porsche Cool Podcast. Uh, my name is Michael Bath. Uh, this is the podcast where we talk about all things Porsche. Uh, if you don't know me already, uh, I have a YouTube channel. I also have an Instagram called Porsche Cooled. I also have an Instagram called P997.1, which is purely my 997. Uh, Porsche Cooled is the Instagram associated with this chat, I guess, because, you know, it's all about Porsche and that's what Porsche Cooled Instagram is. If you don't know me already, this is coming live from London. I'm in London uh, and I'm recording this podcast from my apartment in London. Uh, usually I'm in Bahrain. That's where I'm based. That's where I'm living at the moment. And this podcast I usually do with Steve. Steve's been a guest on this podcast, or more so than a guest, he's a bit, he's a part of this podcast now. Um, and uh, I just thought I'd do a, a quick podcast today because uh, just for the time of the day, uh, Steve wouldn't be even awake yet. And I just wanted to talk about a couple of things. I don't know, still Porsche related. They are all Porsche related. Uh, but I just want to talk about a couple of things that I was just thinking about. Um, before we get into that, though, I'd like to say uh, a big thank you because the last episode of the podcast we were um, it was episode thirty. So I've done thirty of these podcasts now. The podcasts have had a really, really good response. Uh, the response to date, I think we've had we've had over ten thousand downloads in. T- over, I should be able to talk properly. It is Sunday. Uh, over ten thousand do- downloads in total, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, we're constantly in the Apple podcast charts, so we're constantly getting reviews from you guys. Uh, and a big thank you for that. Um, I really, really appreciate it. Um, it's not easy starting up these sort of things. Uh, I find it quite easy to talk about Porsche. Um, a lot of the times it's off the cuff. So if something's wrong, you'll have to excuse me. Uh, sometimes I do research, sometimes I don't. Uh, Steve and I just talk about what's on our mind. We basically just uh, have a quick chat before we record a podcast. We have a little chat about what we're going to talk about. And then we literally just get straight into it. Um, so sometimes there's lots of ums, sometimes there isn't. But I hope you guys enjoy it uh, because we really do enjoy doing it. We really, really do enjoy doing it. And uh, we thank you for your support. So if you know anyone that loves Porsche and they haven't heard our podcast yet, please get the word out. Uh, every every little bit helps. Every little bit helps. Um, so what am I going to talk about today? I'm going to talk about my 997. Uh, so those of you who know me, I have a 2006 Carrera, Carrera 997.1. Uh, base model, as we'll call it, manual. Not a lot of options, actually. It has a sunroof. It has, uh, what else does it have? Bose. Um, it doesn't have Xenons. It's really quite a low-spec Carrera. It really doesn't have a lot of um, <clears throat> a lot of options, which, as I keep saying, that is okay. Porsche is all about the driving experience. If you, if you find a 911 and it's got reasonably low mileage or mileage you're happy with, if it's in good condition, if you get a PPI done on it and everything sorts out, uh, don't be turned off by the fact that it doesn't have options. Of course, if you have a choice, excuse me, if you have a choice and you have two to choose from and one has better options, such as maybe it has leather interior, maybe it has better Xenon lights, um, you know, etc., then obviously, you know, you have a choice. But if you don't have that choice, I don't think you should walk away from a car because it is bare bones, basically. I don't think you should walk away from it. And I think that's any model. That's not just the 997. That's just any model of um, 911. You know, I was looking on um, car sales, which I've referred to many times here. Car sales is like Auto Trader in the UK, but car sales is probably the main uh, car listing site in Australia. And I just did a search just then for 997-based Carreras, and there's literally one available. Uh, the price of it, it's, I think it's about 80,000 Australian dollars. Uh, that's less than what I paid for mine when I purchased it uh, three years ago, over three years ago. But there's only one available. Uh, I didn't check S's. I just checked the base career. I just want to see what's out there because 
Someone was telling me the other day that they think that the 997 supply is starting to dry up, that people are starting to buy them. And I think that's, I, th- I think that is actually true because the sudden surge of interest, the sudden interest in the 996, uh, the sudden interest with people uh, focusing on the 996, YouTube videos of people buying 996s, you know, like James at Auto Amateur doing his Project 996, uh, that 911 guy, or the, you know, Lee Sibley from Total 911 doing his 996. You know, all these people, all these people, uh, and also in Australia, like I said, there's also uh, built by Jeff. He's also got a 996. There's many people that have bought them. And I think, you know, there is a lot of people getting the word out. And I think the, the increase in interest in the 996 is only helping the 997. Uh, last time I looked, you know, normally there's about... A 997 base Carrera manual, there's probably only about, I don't know, six available, six-ish. But the fact that there's only one is a bit scary. Uh, It's like when you look at a 993, you look for 993 Carrera 2Ss for sale. Carrera 2Ss in a 993 are obviously very hard to come by. Why are they hard to come by? Because they are a great car. They're very sought after. Uh, So too is the base Carrera. That's the point I'm making. Um, But it's interesting, the market, the Porsche market, like I said, um, I still want to get a 912. I've harped on about it. I've talked about it. It's one of the cars I do want to get, as well as a a GT3, whether it be a 997 or a 991.2 GT3. Um, But the 9112 is still a car I want to get, and I keep looking at them. And because of the situation and because I can't get back to Australia uh, the car, the 912 that I buy, would be a 912 for Australia. It wouldn't be for the UK. It wouldn't be for Bahrain. Uh, I don't think air cool cars would work that well in Bahrain. I do know some people. I am a member of the Porsche Club there, even though I don't have the Porsche, but I am a member of the Porsche Club that let me join um, because they have fantastic events in, in the Middle East in their Porsche clubs. But I have noticed on the chat that I'm a member of that there are a couple people that have air-cooled. I just don't know how well air-cooled 911s and, and classic cars would work in the, the extreme heat uh, and conditions uh, on the Middle East. Um, I'd be interested to talk about that with someone, actually. I should actually uh, I should connect with someone in Bahrain and see how it actually works. Um, but anyway, getting off track, the 912 is a car I still want to get. Porsche released during the week, a um, or last week, a video of the guy that used to be the designer or is the designer for BMW. And he brought a 912, and it was a story about his father, and it was a polo red 912, but its original color was the yellow, which I can't think of the name now, the classic 912 yellow. So he had it restored completely back, bare bones, and, and fixed it up. It's a great story. It makes, you, it makes me even more, more so now after seeing that want a 912. Uh, and I keep saying the thing about the 912 is it's not about the power. It's about the experience. About It's about going back in time. It's going back to that, that period in Porsche where they were just at the beginning of their, let's say journey. I hate using that word, but let's say journey. They're just at the beginning of it. And, um, you know, it was the start of the 911. 1963, I think the, the 911 was announced. But, you know, the, the 912 came out, 65 model, uh, 65 to 69 model, uh, 68 was it 68? It was a long wheelbase. Uh, the 912 is a great car. If you haven't if you haven't been looking at them, have a look on Bring a Trailer. Have a look on Picar Market uh, and just see. There's a great one on Picar Market at the moment, actually. There's a Polo. Um, actually, no, that's a 911 Earl. There's a 911 Earl on Picar Market. 
I'm not quite sure what the L means. I thought there was 911T and 911E. I'm not sure what the L means, but there's a 911L I noticed today, which uh, was pretty nice. I'm not a big fan of polo red. I'd rather the an orange or a yellow or a green or a slate gray or something like that. Uh, red's not my favorite color, but if, if a good one came up in a 912, I wouldn't say no. But anyway, I... I my point I'm getting back to is my point is is that I am going to buy another 911, a 912. I am going to buy these cars. At the moment, I'm holding off and I'm purely holding off because I cannot get back to Australia. Um, I don't have a problem in buying a 912 from, say, the US from either Bring a Trailer or Beverly Hills Car Club and getting it shipped across and sending it to Autohouse Hamilton and getting them to look after it. But then I'd have to put it in storage. Um, and I don't have a problem doing that, but it, it would be good that if I could actually get back and look at it and just check it over and see what needs to be done, have a chat to the people that want that, that I could get to work on it and do it as a project, a slow project and, and sort of space it out and space out the restoration of it. Um, Harry's Garage. Uh, Harry, what's his last name? I can't remember his last name. From Evo, originally Evo, founder of Evo magazine. I saw him pick up his Lamborghini Espada. I don't know whether you've seen that video on YouTube. Um, even if you love Porsches, go and watch this uh, video. It's quite good because that Lamb the Lamborghini Espada is a very weird Lamborghini. There's something really appealing about it with the glass roof and and everything. Uh, it's it's a pretty amazing car. But he was saying the cost, he actually, I think, changed the motor or fixed up the motor, the engine in the um, Espada. And I think he's quoted the price. It was something like 35,000 pounds. But he said the best way to do this sort of restoration work is it takes time. And if you just make monthly payments, and usually the person that's doing the work for you will accept that, and you do monthly payments, and then the hit doesn't feel as bad. And I think that's a good idea, and I think that's really good advice. Um, so my idea is to pick up a reasonably okay 912. Uh, I mean, it'd be great if it could be a 911T or a 911E or a 911S, uh, around the 60. 69 model is something, 69 model I think is better. I think the 68 model in a 912 was, had a lot of emissions changes, and I think people say the 68 isn't the best so it's either the short wheelbase 65 to 67 and then they say 69 i'm not sure if that's 100 percent true um so i don't want to upset people that own a 68 but i think a 68 912 is um not the pick of the used to buy uh it's either either side i think is what you would do with the 912 um but like i said beverly hills car club is a great spot site you should go and have a look at it if you're looking for a classic porsche or a classic car uh, they help shipping worldwide. Um, the guy seems reasonably helpful that owns it, so I think that that will probably be a place where I would I would have no hesitation in using, as well as bring a trailer or P-Car market. Um, so those are the sort of things. But like I said, at the moment I have to hold off uh, because of coronavirus, because I can't travel to Australia. Uh, Australia does this thing where they're limiting the amount of Australians that can come back in, so they're making it very difficult. Uh, even for a holiday I can't go back and just check on things. Uh, which brings me to my other point of concern, actually, is that my car, as you know, my 911, my 997 Carrera, is in Australia. Now, it, you know, it's not being stored at a professional uh, storage thing. I tried to get storage at Autohouse Hamilton. Autohouse Hamilton is the um, Porsche specialist that I use in Sydney. Uh, they didn't have a space. Uh, the guy from there actually did get back to me when I'd already left Sydney and said a space was coming up. So that was really frustrating because I would have actually put it in there. Uh, storage in Australia, if you want to store your car professionally, the, the two places I know of in Sydney, there's only two, and one is called Classic Throttle Shop. If you look at Classic Throttle Shop, they have a lot of beautiful classic cars. I think they ship internationally as well, uh, and Autohouse Hamilton do it. But you're looking at about 450 to 500 Australian dollars a month, so it's not cheap. 
but if you wanted to hire a garage, etc., or some type of garage at a storage center, uh, which most countries have, uh, that's looking closer to $1,000 a month. And that doesn't really have anyone looking after it for you. So usually people have asked me about storing my car. And I've done a podcast about storing the 997 before. Uh, but I'm just going to rehash it now a little bit because it comes back to, the, to my concern. Usually when I store my car, it's for a period of three months, three to four months. Because usually I would be going back to Sydney every three or four months, stay there for a few weeks or a month, and then come back. Um, due to circumstances change, being living in Bahrain, uh, that changed to about five to six months. So when I went back at Christmas, I hadn't been there in, I think, five months. Now, five months is okay. Um, as you know, I, will, I don't know whether you know, I'm going to just go through it now, but my storage routine is is that with the tires, I don't put them on, um, I don't put them on those fancy tire things that cost money. I don't even put them on carpet. I don't put them on very thick gym mats. I don't drive the car on gym mats, I should say. I literally just inflate the tires to the maximum pressure, and that's what I was advised by Autohouse Hamilton. I inflate them to the maximum pressure. I have a Michelin uh, tire compressor, which is a really good tire compressor. If you see them advertised and you want a tire compressor in your car, buy it. They're great. When I bought it, it had reviews that, you know, it didn't last very long. It's lasted, you know, I've had it for four years almost. So it's it's lasted very well and I use it a lot. Um, so I inflate the tires to maximum pressure. Of course, the car is fully detailed before I put it underneath the Porsche indoor car cover. It's fully detailed. And when I say fully detailed, the wheels... Everything is cleaned. Everything is thoroughly cleaned. Uh, the car is waxed. It's got a lot of wax on it. The wheels are waxed. Everything is uh, looked after. The interior leather is uh, nourished with the um, leather balm, cleaner leather balm. I usually do that a few days before. I usually don't do it uh, like two days before I'm leaving the interior because I want it to like sink in and dry out. So I sort of drive it a bit and then I just leave it. Um, I don't know if that makes any difference. I know when you're storing your car and if you have a, your own garage and you have the benefit of that, you know, you leave your window open, you would leave your window open just to let some air in to stop the uh, mold starting. Of course, when you leave a window open, anything can crawl into your car. And that's what my main concern is. So I don't leave my windows open. Uh, it's connected to a trickle charger, a C-Tech trickle charger. C-Tech, I think, are the best uh, trickle chargers for your car. C-Tech are the, the ones that Porsche uh, have branded with their their name on it so they basically use CTEC chargers uh, what else and that's pretty much it and then the car is put to sleep so to speak oh it has a full tank of fuel uh, it's obviously been serviced quite recently uh, when I go back to Sydney if it's been left for that five months I would get it I would get an oil change done I would use the full tank of petrol and I would get it serviced uh, which is what I'll do when I go back now my concern this time is is that my steering rack had a small leak uh, I don't know how bad the leak has become since I've been away. Um, the leak occurs because the rubber seal around the steering rack gets uh, dries out. It gets brittle. It's not being used. So therefore it leaks. It was only a small leak. It wasn't that bad. Um, I was told if the worst it gets is that you're going to notice a noise when you're, when you're turning your steering wheel. It's going to be very loud. When I left Sydney, it wasn't a problem. Uh, I think I did mention once before that I was going to get it repaired and I just ran out of time because the steering rack is actually uh, reconditioned. So it's it's fixed up by somebody in Sydney. I they didn't actually tell me who it was. So Order House Hamilton don't actually do it themselves. It's not a new part. A new part from Porsche, I think, is, is very expensive. So I think what they do is they recondition the steering rack and then it has to be reinstalled. So it takes about five days. I ran out of time when I was there, so I didn't do it. 
Um, but it worries me now that I've left the car for this amount of time and it worries me that I can't get back in the near future. You know, obviously I'm trying to get back in, at the end of November, December, pre-Christmas, uh, but with all the restrictions in Australia due to COVID and the Australian government's uh, reluctance to let uh, Australian citizens back in, it's going to be very, very difficult. So in my head now, I'm thinking, what am I going to do? You know, I don't know what you guys would do, but what am I going to do? If I can't get back to Australia then, that means the car has been left for one year. Not to mention I have a registration. I have all those things that have to be done, the annual service, you know, the leaking of the steering rack, all these things that need to be, that are quite critical to do at a certain time. I don't want to leave them for too long. Um, so I need to get back and do it. And, you know, this, this is the worst part about living away from home, but still having prized possessions in the country that, you know, you come from. Uh, like I said, I'm working in Bahrain, I'm living in Bahrain, uh, but still have my 9-11 in Australia. Um, so this is something that I have to work out. Maybe I have to, if <coughs> Order House Hamilton don't have a storage space, maybe I have to contact Classic Throttle Shop, maybe I have to put the car into... Um, into their storage thing. I'd have to work out how to do it. I'd have to get someone to take it in for me. Uh, you know, it, it's all very complicated and it's not an easy process. Um, so this is the sort of thing that I'm worrying about. This is the sort of thing that, you know, is in my head and, and at the moment. So this is why I did the podcast today because, you know, it's interesting. It's good to talk to you guys and just get it out. And, and you know, if you've had these problems yourself, and I know a lot of you guys store your cars during winter and a lot of people have told me they store their cars during winter. Um, so you have the process you go through. But winter is only a three-month period. You know, when it's longer than three months, then you start to, you know, and then in the back of my head, the fact is the car's not being driven. You know, it's not being started. It's not being driven. You know, what are the, going to be the implications of that? So, you know, first world problems probably, uh, but it is something when you're a Porsche owner you have to think about or any collectible car or any classic car you have to think about. Now, I know people leave their cars for much longer than this. Uh, I know I know people leave their cars stored for much longer than this. So it's probably all okay, and I'm probably worrying unnecessarily, uh, but it is something that is, uh, is has been on my mind, and I just thought I'd chat about today. Um, what else? So the last, uh, the last podcast with Steve we did where I talked about going for a drive with Nick uh, from the UK in his 911 Career 4S, that had a good response. I'm glad you guys are enjoying the podcast. I get lots of comments on Instagram, uh, sometimes on my YouTube channel as well. The podcast, as you know, I put up on the YouTube channel. I just put it up there. People want to see it on, uh, hear it on YouTube. It doesn't normally have visuals. Um, so that's happening. Um, the last podcast was great. Like I said, we've had great support for the podcast. I am going to set up, uh, and this is this is something that I always I, I don't like talking about, but I have set up a Patreon account for Porsche Cooled, um, and it's simply if anyone wants to support Porsche Cooled, and it's simply just for um, to get the podcast going, to upgrade the equipment, to get Steve a better mic because people have been complaining about Steve's mic, to get Steve better equipment, and just I'm just testing the waters with it. <clears throat> like I said, there's no pressure, there's no like the podcast will still continue, but some type of support always helps. Hopefully, in the near future, not so distant future, we can do some kind of merchandise, we can do some Porsche cool stickers, or we can do things which we're kind of working out how they look now um <clears throat> so maybe we can do something in the future with that where i can give you guys something as a as a token for your um support for your support <clears throat> the whole t-shirt thing i think is way too early for porsche cooled uh for me having been uh in the fashion industry many years ago um you've got to be very careful with the t-shirt market and you've got to be very careful introducing so many t-shirts so soon uh on a thing like on a podcast where you know like i said i'm happy with the figures I'm getting. Of course, if you compare it to Smoking Tire or you compare it to Spike's Car Radio or you compare it to, let's just say, Joe Rogan, 
that's a bit of an extreme though. You know, we're only small numbers. We're very, very small numbers. Um, not the sort of numbers that you will get any type of sponsorship or anything like that to support the, the podcast and to keep us moving. Um, so that's why I've started up Patreon. The link is in this podcast and it has different uh, supporting tiers, different tiers to support. I made it as low as possible. Uh, they always suggest a higher amount. I made it as a $2, a $2 US amount, which is $2, I think it's US a month, uh, which is a small token. There's also two other levels, two other tier levels that you guys can uh, support if you, if you wish. Um, and the other ones get some benefits where I'll uh, let you hear the podcast early. I've got to work out how to do that, but I'm sure I can work it out. Uh, so you'll get early access to hearing the podcast before it goes live on Apple Podcasts, etc. And then the top tier, you get uh, that as well. Plus, you get um, plus we'll do some live uh, chats, group chats for uh, for that member tier, for the last member tier, for the Porsche exclusive member tier. So that will actually involve um, <clears throat> that will involve some one on ones, some Q and As. Um, I've limited the amount of members for that tier. Um, it's limited to a very high number. It's limited to 500 people, but we've lim I've limited to 500 people. I want it to be a reasonably exclusive, like a limited edition Porsche, like, like a exclusive manufacturer Porsche. But that one, like I said, you will get, uh, early access, but apart from that, you will get, uh, private chats with me and Steve or me, and you'll get uh, live group streamings, group chats, uh, group group videos which you'll just be invited to so it'll be sort of a more of a private group thing um and that's for your support and that's for paying that amount per month i think it's five five per month for that tier um but the entry tier at two at two dollars is will be very helpful and anyone that feels like joining up you just go to patreon uh, patreon.com and uh just search for porsche cooled and it'll come up um if you need the link just ask me and i can send it to you um, that's it for the selling. I don't want to sell on this podcast. It's just something that I've just included and I hope you guys understand why I've done it. Like I said, there's no pressure. Uh, it's just to help the podcast and help, uh, help us buy some new equipment and a couple of new microphones, etc. And, um, just keep us going, just keep us producing content basically. Um, but we do love Porsche. That's why we talk about it. So this is going back to my normal podcast. It's a short one. I think we're at 23 minutes or 25 minutes. Uh, that's about it. If you have any questions, um, Always send, you can send me a DM at Porsche Cooled. Uh, you can send me a DM at michael.bath as well on Instagram. Uh, I usually, I will answer your questions. I don't, if I don't answer them straight away, don't worry, I will get to them. I've had a lot of questions about what Porsche to buy and what sites to look at, etc. So uh, you can always DM me. That's not a problem at all. I'm happy to answer your questions. Um, and that's about it. Uh, so that's it. It's Sunday afternoon. I'm going to end this podcast now. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for listening to my Porsche dilemma about storage. Um, and I think that's it for today. This podcast, as you know, is on all the major podcast platforms. It's on Apple Podcasts. It's on Google Podcasts. It's on Spotify. It's everywhere. Uh, and like I said, if you want to listen to it on YouTube, you can. You just go to my YouTube channel, which is Michael Bath, and it comes up. I usually put it on YouTube a couple of days later than, um, than when it goes up on Apple and et cetera. Um, but that's about it. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk soon in the next Porsche podcast, Porsche cool podcast with Steve that will be coming up, uh, be going live this Friday. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. <laughs>